Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to finish out the book of Ezekiel. Yesterday we were in chapter 37. In chapters 38 and 39, there is a prophecy against Gog, a leader of Magog, and there's a lot to that. One of the main themes is that it's pointing out the sovereignty of God over nations beyond just the people of Israel. That's something we've talked about on the Bible Overview, that God is sovereignly working out the affairs of men worldwide, and governments, and kings, and all those sorts of things. Then we get to chapters 40 through 48, and that's how we finish up the book of Ezekiel. Here's the deal. Man's got to know his limits, and this is outside my limits. Uh, Chapter 40 through 48 are regarded by most or almost all interpreters that it's one of the most difficult passages in the entire Bible to understand exactly what's being said, what these prophecies mean, what these visions and oracles mean. So I'm going to read, and I don't want you to tune this out because this is really good stuff, but I'm going to read verbatim from my ESV study Bible. I have my former college roommate, Justin Taylor, to thank. He was the project manager that put together the ESV study Bible. And uh, these notes helped me understand. I could have tried to restate this in my own words, but I was going to be stealing so much of it that I thought, let's just attribute this to these guys and let's read it verbatim and we can all kind of learn together. So this is the note on verses chapters 40 through 48 of Ezekiel, which will take us to the end of the book and we'll start with Daniel tomorrow. With the last date formula in the book appearing at chapter 40, verse 1, Ezekiel arrives at the beginning of the end. The post-destruction oracles of chapter 33 through 37, post-destruction meaning this is after the destruction of Jerusalem, they concluded with a promise of divine presence that anticipates the final words of the book. The oracle against Gog in chapters 38 and 39 appeared to interrupt the movement toward realizing that presence. That interruption, however, assumes a reading of the book that focuses on the human plane, P-L-A-N-E, which is not Ezekiel's perspective. The most important thing is not human hope for Ezekiel, but divine glory. The Gog oracle established God's absolute supremacy among the nations. The book's final vision accomplishes the same purpose, but within the community of God's own people. Understood this way, the details of Ezekiel's vision, which may strike the modern reader as mundane or obscure, take on their proper vitality and significance. The vision of chapters 40 through 48 is a direct counterpart to the pre-destruction vision in chapters 8 through 11, in which the abominations practiced in Jerusalem drove the holy God from his temple. In chapters 40 through 42, Ezekiel is again taken on a tour, this time of the new temple, which culminates with the return of the glory of God. So earlier in Ezekiel, you see that the Lord is God's presence is driven from the temple. Now we're going to see the glory of God is coming back to the new temple. The voice of the Lord now instructs Ezekiel in the regulations for Israel's renewed worship life. When the tour resumes, Ezekiel witnesses the river flowing from the temple, which brings life to the world. The book concludes with the division 
of the land among the tribes and with a new city and a new temple at its heart with equal access for all. With regard to the meaning of this passage, there are four different ways to interpret it. One, some interpreters understand this vision as a prophecy that will be fulfilled literally with a rebuilt temple in Israel dwelling in the land according to its tribes, a future millennial kingdom on the earth. And you can see notes on Revelation 20 through 1 through 6 for more on this. Many who hold this position believe that literal animal sacrifices will be offered, but in the future millennial kingdom, the animal sacrifices will function as reminders of the complete and sufficient death of Christ, a function that is different from what they had in the Old Testament. Second way is that other interpreters see this vision as a new temple and a renewal of the land of Israel as an extended detailed metaphor predicting the presence of God among his people in the new covenant age, that is, his presence in the church. A third view is that this vision predicts God's presence among his people in the new heavens and the new earth, not as physical details that will be literally fulfilled, but as symbolic indications of the great blessings of that future age. In this interpretation, the details about worship and sacrifices and symbols of the centrality of worship of God. The temple represents the orderliness and the beauty of God's heavenly dwelling place. The priests and their sacrifices represent the service and worship of all God's people. The division of the land represents allocation of places to live for all God's people. And the river represents the outward flow of God's blessings to his people forever. Number four, finally, it's possible that there are both literal and symbolic elements in this vision. And that, as with the visions in Ezekiel 1, this vision describes future realities that cannot be fully expressed in the terms of Ezekiel's present realities. In other words, he doesn't have the word, words to describe what's going on. Almost all interpreters agree that Ezekiel 40 through 48 is one of the most difficult passages in the entire Bible. No matter which interpretation one adopts, certain primary emphases are quite clear. The whole vision may be understood as describing the actual presence of God within the temple of the new community. Chapters 40 through 42 prepare for it. Chapter 43 realizes it. Chapters 44 through 46 provide rules for it. Chapter 47 describes its effects. And chapter 48 lays out access to it. The vision thus also presuppose, presupposes threads and themes of earlier oracles the supremacy of God, the requirements necessitated by his holiness, revitalization by the spirit of God, honoring God by living according within his holiness, and ensuring the sanctity of the community by maintaining divine justice. So there you go. That's the note on chapters 40 through 48 from the ESV study Bible. Not very often am I going to just read to you from a study Bible's notes. And actually, these are man-written. I would focus on what God wrote. Read chapters 40 through 48 yourself. Pray, ask for the Lord to reveal to you what he's trying to communicate to you, and trust him to do that. Come back with us tomorrow for Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. 
Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.